Hey there, folks, and welcome to episode 108 of Eddie and Caleb's HeroCast. Of course, my name is Caleb Baldwin. You can follow me on Twitter at IamCalebB. That's I am Caleb and then another B. Follow my friend, co-host, and producer, Eddie Cornelison, at EDDYC85. Follow the show at EC underscore Hero. Check out our Instagram, EC HeroCast, and our Gmail, ECHeroCast at gmail.com. As always, check me out every Thursday morning on the Grave Consequences podcast, which is a part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. The recording date is April 18. Eddie, how are you doing on this uh, this lovely afternoon, sir? You mean tax day? It is tax day, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Paid my share to Uncle already... Sam. All right, so you already filed then. Yeah. Awesome. Me too. Me too. Well, you know, it, I can't believe. It. I mean, uh, otherwise, we'd be in. You'd be in a lot of trouble. Exactly. Yeah. I get why you know people who have to pay in wait until today to do it, but those of us who get get money back, like I don't understand, like why why they drag their feet, you know. And there are people that do that for some reason. I did not get money back, so I mm. waited. I did it over the weekend. Mm. I just, you know, wanted to hold on to my money as long as I could. Yeah, no, I understand. But hey, you know what? This money, uh, you know, we're going to be able to fix roads and stuff and, you know, teach school children and all that good stuff. Um, eh. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Who cares? Um you sound like you're you're a uh, little envious of the government taking your money. Like you may be green with envy, yeah, green lantern they, with they took, envy. They took my green. Yes, and and your lantern. No, I don't own a lantern, but they did take my yeah, green. Well, well, you don't own it anymore because the government took it. You don't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of now because the government took it. Correct. Yes, that's what uh, I green. Yes, Green Lantern, guys. The Green Lantern. Let me ask you a question. Yes. Do you miss CGI Beast? <laughs> no. I did after this. Oh. You mean in comparison? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, because CGI Beast was a minor, like a, a minor point. In first class, whereas green Ryan Reynolds and green everything and yeah, no, it was not good. Nope, no, it wasn't. Um, I I don't know how. Who I don't know. That CGI was rough, and it's just 2011. Yeah. Um, I don't like to me. They should have looked at it and been like. No, this doesn't work. Let's just give him a regular outfit and not the green CGI suit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Wolverine's claws were the worst CGI we'd had, but it was just a brief scene. Exactly. That was in Origins in the bathroom. This was his suit <laughs> that he wore during the movie. Yeah, during the entire second hour. Yeah. Brutal. And that's the thing, like, it sounds like the CGI may be your biggest problem with the film. Mine is the pacing, because 
torrent two hours of film, they paced it all weird. That first hour, like, nothing happened, and then everything happened within the last 45 minutes to one hour of the film. Like, we finally meet our villain, he gets his powers, and he's dead all within one hour. Yeah, no, uh, pacing is an issue, too. Uh, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let me think. The... Um... No, you're right. There, there was a lot that didn't happen early on, and one of the things that bothered me was how all of a sudden Green Lantern and uh, Professor, I guess Doctor Hammond, were just rivals all of a sudden. Despite never, they had one yeah. scene together where they did not have any animosity towards each other. And then at the end, mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, well, they don't like each other, and he just happens to know where his base is. And Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Uh, what were you doing around June 17, 2011? You were going to continue a story from last week, if I'm not mistaken. I was. So, when we last left me, I was uh, on my way to the Bay Area of California to do a... Um, I had gotten offered a job for the Oakland A's to do, not with the A's, but uh, the radio station to um, help, you know, be the the in-between guy from the station and the A's, paid to watch baseball, essentially. And uh, so I went out there, did a little bit of a vacation, I will say, so uh, got to visit San Francisco a bit, and I go to the radio station... And my uh, my cousin says, well, um, I had the deal all set up, and the owner of the radio station, he looked at the proposal, and he just said, this is going to cost too much money, I'm not going to do it. And that was that. And uh, he did, I think he sold the station like a year later, so he... Uh, it didn't seem like he was all that into it anyway, so um, maybe that was for the best. I don't know, but it was uh, it was just things like that. And I'll have another one next week, another close call story. Should be the last of the close call story. Nope, two more. But um, one thing I did do when I was out there is I got to drive up Lombard Street. It's a one-way street. You can only drive down it. It's the curviest street probably in the world. And uh, my uh, my grandpa said he drove up it when it wasn't a one-way street, so I wanted to do that too. And uh, you might say, well, how did you do that in uh, San Francisco, a super busy city? Uh, easy. It was 3 a.m. and there was no traffic. So I drove up Lombard Street. Very difficult, but pretty neat. So, <laughs> Yeah. And uh, I will say, a teaser, and I'll do another teaser, um, I, uh, at this time at work, I was Facebook, well, I was, I was friends, but also Facebook friends with this girl that had started. Uh, now, she was in a really, a long-term relationship, but uh, her sister was not, and she told her sister, hey, there's this guy at work. Her sister was starting, like, two weeks after I would get back from my trip. She said, hey, there's this guy at work. He just uploaded all these photos. He took this vacation to California. He's uh, 
graduated college like a year ago, someone you should be interested in. And uh, I will say, to tie it back, she was the uh, the Green Hornet girl. And uh, I think we'll kind of get into her a couple weeks from now. Not much to say, but uh, I don't know. That was just interesting. All this green, I figured it was worth uh, throwing that back. It's a shame we didn't do this on St. Patrick's Day, but, you know. Yeah, what a shame. But yeah, next week will be another close call, and it is wrestling-related, so there you go. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. June 2011, I'm still still a couple months away from getting my license, so that's pretty cool, you know. About to, you know, not too far from turning 17, had to wait a little while, but, you know, that's life. Uh, What else, my man, what else? Um... Do we have any other movies that are coming out in the summer of 2011? I believe just uh, just next week's, which would be Captain America. Okay, well, I will save... Actually, I'll tell it now because I... I... Okay, so about a week and a half after this movie came out, what, you know, we're on, you know, church camp trip, and you know, we went out to, uh, you know, not too far from uh, maybe an hour away. But anyway, a couple of days, you know, helped out a couple of, because uh, this was like right after the uh, tornado in Joplin, Missouri, that like just wrecked the town. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, went on, went on a, you know, went on a, a volunteer trip for a couple of days. I had a pretty good time doing that sort of thing, you know, just serving other people. Which can be a very fulfilling endeavor, you know. That's very good. I thought it was going to be yes, a, a hilarious story, but instead it was a nice story. I'm sorry, it's more poignant. It's more wholesome. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I can come at you with the funnies, you know. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, champions in wrestling at the time in the WWE. Yeah, I had uh, John Cena, the WWE champion, Randy Orton, the World Heavyweight Champion, TNA. My guy, Ken Anderson. You a big Ken Anderson guy? Yeah, he's all right. Okay. And uh, in Ring of Honor, still Eddie Edwards, world champion. Those are your champions in wrestling. The number one song, at least by digital download, was Rolling in the Deep by Adele, which I think was the same as last week, if I'm not mistaken. I believe it was, yes. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And uh, that's your time capsule for the week. Um, financially, this movie had a budget of $200 million and a box office of $219.9 million, so it technically had a profit of 19.9. Now, that is before marketing, so who's yeah. to say what they really did if they made anything? Yeah. But, uh, there's probably a big reason why we didn't get a Green Lantern 2. Yep, that, I mean, they thought they were getting a two, but, you know, 19.9, that's, uh, even if that was the profit, that's just, uh, you know, 25.4 adjusted inflation, that's just, that's not going to get it done in this day and age, so. No, no, not when you have movies like First Class, which are profiting 200 plus million. Yep, that'll do it. Oh, this or, was, uh, by or, the way, um. 67th on the list, so it is in between, it's below, this is bad, it's below Sharkboy and Lava Girl. Oh my god. 
But it is above Electra, so okay. which by the way was on TV the other day, and I was like, ugh, get it off. I'm gonna not watch this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about uh, critically? What are we looking at the rating as on the Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, double rotten. Twenty-six percent critics oh, no. and forty-five percent fans. That's not even close to a scoregami. No, it's not. But it is be- it is failing grade for both. Yeah. It's barely a passing grade if you combine the scores, dude. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd love to meet the 45% of the fans that was like, yeah, this was good. Women who were horny and saw Ryan Reynolds and were like, hell yeah. And he did have that scene where he's getting uh, scanned in the machine. Yeah. For what seemed like a while. Yeah, may have been a little bit gratuitous. Uh, let's see here. I'm on the IMDb page already. Why am I not looking at the cast right now? I don't know. Okay, well, who all do we want to talk about? I think this is, I will shout them out because I love them, but uh, unfortunately I think this is where we bid goodbye to Michael Clark Duncan on the podcast. Yeah, I was, I'm glad you mentioned that. Wasn't he already dead by the time this movie came out? No, he died in he he would die the following year. Oh. Um. But yeah, this is uh this will be the last time he appears on the podcast. Um, so when else did we see him besides uh, Daredevil? Uh, he was in Sin City. Oh, okay. And, yeah, you mentioned Daredevil, and uh, that was it. But mm-hmm. you know, three movies that's that's a, a decent run. It's respectable. Yeah, for not three different movies, so he's not like a repeat character. Exactly. That, I think that makes it uh, that matters. I would agree. But yeah, three unless we, uh, you know, unless we want to review the Green Mile. <laughs> uh, John Coffee was a Jesus character, not a superhero. But he has superpowers. He was the Messiah, my man. He could suck diseases out of you. That's... Stop. He did! I, and I then don't he like spit him out into bugs or whatever. I, I, don't, I don't like the way that sounded. I mean, that's what it was. Yeah, but I don't like the way it sounded. Well, Maybe it's a me problem, but I don't care. It is a you problem. Mm. But yeah, shout out old uh, Michael Clark Duncan. Dude, shout out... Taika Waititi, the director of Thor Ragnarok and others. I did not recognize him in the film, but pretty cool to see him on here already. Yeah, he was uh, the BFF. Oh, was he? Uh, yeah, I mean, he didn't, you know, he was just his, Brian Reynolds' friend. Oh, that was him? Yeah. My goodness. So, there he goes. <laughs> yeah, shout out. Uh, I would say there's really only four or maybe three people, maybe four. Yeah, I guess four, maybe. Okay. Mark Strong as Sinestro, his second appearance on the podcast, man. Yeah, he's back. Uh, like when we didn't do Kingsman, I was like, man, there's no way Mark Strong's ever going to be on here. And he's on here twice now. I'm shocked. Yeah, he is. Um. Yeah, 
he he definitely was Sinestro. Um, <laughs> half half him, half CGI. Yeah. Um, I mean Sinestro. You know he was. Um, look, I don't, I don't, I don't. I never read Green Lantern or watched him. I think it's obvious when your your name is Sinestro that you're destined yes. to be a villain. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. Um, I don't know if you speak any Spanish, but uh, Sinestro translates literally to sinister. Well, it's like in uh, Transformers with John Cena, and he's like, are we sure we can trust these guys? I mean, their names are Decepticons, and uh, that's yes. how I felt about... Uh, about old Sinestro, and I didn't. I did know that Sinestro was a villain. I did not know yes. that he started off as a good guy. I don't know if he actually does in the comics, but um, I guess he does. Uh, but yeah, um, I'll have more to say on him in the end credit scene because that really pissed me <laughs> off the way they did it. But, um, yeah. that being said, uh, we'll move on to the next person, unless you have anything to say about old Sinister. Um, no, other than, like you had said, like, when your name is Sinestro, you're kind of destined to be a villain. Kind of like if your name is Scar. Yeah. Like, that's kind of... Yeah, your, your, uh, your hand has been dealt for you. Uh, next, let's go to Blake Lively as Carol Ferris. Uh, well, yep. first got to get the, uh, the, the, the Jenny Blake standard oh, for her. Oh, well, 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 first off, roll tide, yeah. as, uh, Conrad Thompson would say. And, uh, second, I mean, I'm gonna go as middle of the road as I can. This is like a five out of 10. Like she was not super remarkable in any way, but she's not super offensive when it comes to being a Jenny Blake. So, yeah, just right down the middle, five out of ten. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I would say it seemed like her char—I mean, her character and uh, Ryan Reynolds' character—definitely had a history together. They didn't really explore it. They were just kind of like on again, off again lovers or something. But they didn't—they never really told you anything more than that. And that was really only implied. Uh, other than that, her character was pretty basic, I would say. Like, I don't know. There, it's hard when it's she's she's basically like not a cookie cutter character, but uh, pretty close to one as far as like, especially in the beginning when it's like, you know. I'm you're suspended or no she grounded him that was it because I'm like he grounded him but uh yeah she's like you're grounded from yeah. uh further anything whatever and um yeah yeah just meh, basic hey um did you know because I knew he was married to Blake Lively like they have children together and everything now um they weren't technically married when this movie came out they did marry like a year later but before that he was married to Scarlett Johansson Hmm. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds over here. Not doing of course he's a handsome fella, but you know, not doing too bad. Deadpool and Black Widow. Sure enough. Yeah. Sure enough. But 
Yeah, um, I wonder if uh, her hire may have been nepotism, but I don't know. I don't. I I don't think it really matters for this movie. <laughs> yeah, not really. It's not a big. Uh, it's not a big deal. Uh, but Peter Sarsgaard as Hector Hammond. Yeah. Um. Couple things. Uh, one, I get that he became the villain. I understand how he got his power. My question is. Like, they didn't make it clear, was his, was the thing that gave him his power what turned him evil, or was he always a terrible person? Because he seemed, before this, to be a pretty decent guy, and uh, if the the thing that gave him his power made him turn into an evil person, then I kind of feel bad for him. But they didn't really explore this very much, or answer that question, so... I'm left to wonder, should I feel bad for this guy or not? And uh, I do not know. Yeah, exactly. They, they weren't very clear on that. And correct me if I'm wrong, because maybe I missed a scene, but like the first time we see him is when he's doing that lecture, correct? Well, the oh gosh. I think the first time we see him is when they bring him in to do a... Um, they bring him in to dissect the alien... Oh, yeah. And he seems like a good guy there. And then we find out he's like a high school science teacher. Yeah. Like, that's who the government called on to bring in, like, this alien. Like, shouldn't you be getting, like, your top, you know, bio, whatever, your top scientist? And it's like, get this high school teacher. And here's the thing guys like Hawking and, like, Others were booked up at the time, so like, let, let's go to our local high school. I guess I don't. That was weird. Yeah, for sure. Not a good villain. No, I mean, not his fault. Just weak writing. I liked him better in the Batman when he had a bomb strapped to him. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. And event time. Ryan Reynolds, Hal Jordan slash the Green Lantern. You know, but. sometimes you can tell when someone is not having fun. Like, sometimes <laughs> it's blatantly obvious. And uh, that was Ryan Reynolds in this. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds is 0 for 2 on superhero movies now. I don't yeah. know if he'll ever... Oh, sorry, 0 for 3. 0 for 3. What was the other one? Uh, Blade so, 3. Yeah, well, what was the one between? Uh, Wolverine. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was Deadpool and that, yeah. whatever. Or, pardon yeah, he me, he didn't the, talk. Project 11 or whatever. Yeah. Here's yeah. who was uh, considered for the part. We have uh, Chris Pine. Okay. Which, uh, yeah, I guess. Captain James T. Kirk, I could see it. Yeah. Sam Worthington. Not a big Sam Worthington fan. I don't think he's very good. Sam Worthington. Uh, he was, Avatar? Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Bradley Cooper, that would have been weird. That would have been weird, but I could see it. Speaking of weird, Jared Leto, that would have been... I don't know about that one. <laughs> uh, Justin yeah, Timberlake, knows, that would be even more bizarre than Jared Leto. I, yeah, couldn't imagine. Uh, John Hamm was offered the role, but turned it down. That could have worked. Good, good choice on his end. And then, uh, 
Brian Austin Green wanted the part, but uh, I guess never auditioned. So mm. I could see him, but yeah, they got Ryan Reynolds, so probably helped get what little money the movie got. So, uh, but you're right, didn't have a ton of fun. The CGI looked bad around him, so it's hard to deal with that. Not a ton of character development. They tried with the whole, like, oh, am I worthy or not? But that that lasted, like, two minutes of screen time. And it's, it's weird because, like, this is a character that should translate well to film because he can literally do anything. And yeah, there were some scenes where it was like, oh, that's kind of cool or that's clever, but they there wasn't nearly enough of it. Not that I'm begging for more CGI, but... Uh, <laughs> This might be a movie that was too ambitious for the time. Maybe now that CGI is better, green, you could do a Green Lantern movie and it might be cool. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, nah, he just, he tried, but the material, not there. I mean, you can still do bad CGI, even, like, in this year. Like, Black Widow's CGI was pretty bad, and Morbius was not good CGI either, in my opinion. But, you know, we'll get to those in about a couple of years when we get to them, but yeah, but I mean, you can still do good C or if it were up to me, I would just give him a normal suit. I wouldn't make his suit made of energy. I think that's, you know, not good. Yeah. That was a misstep. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. We have too many green superheroes, quite frankly. Yeah. None of them smoke. Yeah. What? Oh, weed. I got you. Um, yeah. Green Arrow, Green Lantern, Green Hornet. Too many greens. Just come on now, guys. Think of another color. Green Ranger. Yeah, exactly. Wasn't that the gay one? Uh, no. Oh. Uh, no, that was the blue one. Yeah, the actor was gay, not the character. Yeah, of course, of course. No, the Green Ranger was uh, had a thing for the Pink Ranger, but... That show never explored it because it was a kids show, and you know. Pink Ranger was that Kimberly? Oh yeah. Nice. Yep. Big Amy Joe Johnston fans here, but enough about Power Rangers, guys. Yeah, every kid's first crush. Yeah, let's get let's get into the plot. Well, billions of years ago, the most powerful immortals built an emerald, which built over three thousand sectors in the galaxy. Might have been 6,000, who cares? And each sector would have a protector with a ring built from the emerald. A ring which would be given to the protector, and uh, they would be, they would form the Green Lantern Corps. And we have our opening credits scene. It's where it's like Green Lantern in big text. I'm like, okay. And yeah, then still more talking a, after that. that a, sorry, they call that a title card. Yeah, the title card. And I was like, okay, let's get to Ryan Reynolds or whatever. And it's like, nope, more talking. Yeah. And it's like, oh, and then the greatest evil the Green Lantern Corps would encounter would be Parallax. And he is a uh, yellow energy, which is fear. And he was captured by a Green Lantern on the lost planet of Orion. Yeah. Um, Let me take a look real quick. I believe, unless I'm mistaken, which is possible... That this voice actor is very familiar to me. Parallax? Yeah. Why would you... 
familiar to you. What does that even mean? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Clancy Brown, a.k.a. the voice of Mr. Krabs. There oh. we go. Yeah, of course. A big big fan of SpongeBob growing up as a kid. Okay, well, he was well, also... Yeah. He was also hey. Kurt and Dexter Newblood, which uh, well, was know, very good. Fair enough, but shout out, shout out Clancy Brown for uh, you know being Mr. Krabs and being the weird stepdad in Pet Cemetery Two as well. But but enough about all of that. I derailed the plot. Well, and now your internet sucks. Yep. So that's what you get. So um, yeah, I mean, he didn't say much, so it's not. Not much to say. <laughs> he had of like a couple lines. Yeah, just a couple. But yeah, he will be our main villain, kind of. And uh, he's just a big cloud with a face in it. <laughs> yeah, no, there's not a lot of meat on the bone. Uh, so we cut to Orion, and someone is calling for help. And when help arrives, a couple Green Lanterns, I guess... They find Parallax. Here's one of his lines, and he says, They're afraid. Good. Which they're not supposed to be afraid if you're a Green Lantern. That's the whole purpose. Exactly, and then he, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah and he we don't sucks the life of them. And breaks free of his prison. Oh. Yeah. All right. Uh, six months later, the Green Lantern who caught Parallax is flying in space. When his ship is attacked by Parallax, he escapes in an escape pod, but he's badly hurt. He sends a message that he's going to find the next replacement on the nearest planet. Tell the Guardians it's Parallax. Oh, okay. We cut to Hal Jordan, and he's waking up next to this girl who looks like a supermodel. And uh, he's, you know, he's the typical douchebag. Uh, make yourself at home. There's some water in the tap. <laughs> Stupid. Um, yeah. And um, he's uh, running late to work. He's a fighter pilot. And he's testing this new unmanned aircraft. It will replace regular pilots. So Hal and Carol, they are the people who are testing them. You will be flying against these unmanned aircrafts, essentially. Mm-hmm. So Hal uses Carol as a decoy. She's taken out with this weird, like, crappy Atari video game graphic where it's like, if you get locked on for too long, your plane crashes and there's like this 8-bit kaboom around your plane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Then he flies really high and the drones can't get that high. And he's like, they're like, oh, you've defeat, you, you're breaking the rules. It's fifty thousand feet. And he's like, oh, it's because they can't fly that high. That's why. Oh, whatever. And uh, he uh, locks onto both of them. They fake blow up. And he, uh, as he's falling, he has like a flashback of his when his dad died in a plane crash. But uh, he manages to eject. And uh, his plane blows up for real. Yeah. And he goes back and he gets yelled at by the general. You know, whatever. Yeah, this guy was like, go to the general and save some time. Yeah. Like, oh, you're a menace. You're you're out there wrecking our planes. You're a real... They're wrecking our planes! You're a real maverick up there. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, you're a real goose up there. Yeah. So whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're reckless. You endanger others, but damn it, you got the job done. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, meanwhile, the Green Lantern who crashed on Earth is Abin Sur. And he sends his ring off to go find a replacement. Uh, Hal's at a family birthday party for his nephew. And uh, he doesn't get along with his family. It's a storyline which we will not mention Explore again. <laughs> ever again. No. Yeah, they're just like... Because it's on the news that he crashed his plane, and his family yells at him, and then uh, yeah. that's the end of them. Yeah. And uh, as Hal leaves the party, he's taken away in a big green bubble. Uh-oh. The bubble brings him to Abin's crash ship. Hal pulls him out and tells him, and Abin tells him, you know, take the ring and say the oath, and there's a lantern in my ship, too. Take that, too. You'll have to charge that for one scene, which won't really matter. <laughs> And uh, he's like, oh, what What are you talking about? I don't know any of this. And uh, then he calls his buddy, and they get the hell out of there before the military shows up. Yeah. We cut to Sinestro, who's talking to the High Guardians, who are... Ugh. <laughs> these, these dudes look... Gross, man. Nightmare fuel. Their CGI was garbage, but like they sat like 100 feet above everyone else. <laughs> so... Yeah. And then I they wore every... like capes like, that drooped every, every... all the way down to the floor. How did they get that? Um, bit of dialogue. I wish every bit of dialogue was like, yeah, yeah, what'd you say? Yeah, yeah, what was that? They can hear oh, okay. everything, apparently. Yeah, apparently so. But uh, Sinestro's like, we need to take action against Parallax. And they're like, eh, we'll monitor the situation. So, <laughs> way to go. Yeah, that's we, one management style. Yeah, and then we cut to Dr. Hector Hammond. And uh, he's being taken by government officials to a secret base. He meets with Amanda Waller. She shows Hammond uh, the alien that was recovered at the uh, at the crash site. So um, this is where we he's like, oh, this is exciting. I can't believe that, you know, aliens exist. And, um, you know, this is uh, this is pretty incredible. Um you know, I don't know. And then uh, Amanda yeah. Waller's like, well, tell you what, I'm going to go jump to uh, Marvel because this is a dead end. So uh, I'll see you in Black Panther. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, she goes to, she's a uh, freaking what, um, what's his name's mom in, uh, yeah. uh, what, what's the name, Black Panther, golly. Yeah, she she jumps ship, uh, she pulls a Cody it, Rhodes, so. Um, yeah. But. Um, so yeah, the, good for her, but, yes. um, back at Hal's apartment, he didn't know the oath, so he's just yelling at the lantern, and then, and his ring, and then suddenly the lantern lights up, and he gets the oath psychically transmitted into his head, and he says it, and then, uh, but Carol comes over, because, you know. We're about to have an important scene, so let's ruin it. And they go to a bar to talk. He apologizes. They dance. And then Hal leaves. Some guys from work jump him. They're saying, like, oh, you cost them our gerbs. 
because uh, <laughs> your recklessness, we lost that contract with uh, whatever, who cares. And, yeah, Halliburton or whatever. Yeah, they beat him up, and then he goes to punch him, but then a giant green fist appears and punches all of them, and then he's teleported to the Green Lantern core planet. It's like, yeah, couldn't you just been sent up after he recited the stupid oath like why did we need all that anyway back on earth dr hammond pulls out this weird piece of yellow fear energy from the dead alien and then he's having trouble sleeping it's like uh imagine your worst hangover where you're just sweating profusely in bed that's what he looked like anyway back in space hal wakes up in a green lantern suit unfortunately <laughs> and uh he meets tomer ray tomar ray summer ray yeah he's a fish and he shows him the planet oa i think oa and the he planet yeah i don't know he explains Sorry. uh oh, it didn't help that you cut out during that so i didn't even hear the joke uh and he takes Hal to this big conference led by Sinestro. Oh, and he explains what it means to be a Green Lantern and all that nonsense that you heard in the beginning of the movie. Sinestro is the leader of the Lanterns, I guess. He tells them about Parallax and how he's killed four of our brothers who can never be replaced. And then everybody looks at Hal like, yeah, you. You can't replace a, a, a Bin Sir. And then uh, Toma Ray then trains Hal, saying the ring turns your thought into reality. So whatever you can imagine, the ring will make real. Which again... That should be... Like, you should be OP. Yeah. That's, like, that's where the movie should be able to have a lot of fun and, and explore, but we barely got into that. Yeah, exactly. So, and not only that, but like, this makes Superman look like child's play, dude. Yeah, just imagine it's kryptonite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh but no, I mean like this like this is where he should be a good movie and this is where I'd be like I'd f I'd be fine if they wanted to try this again, but uh yeah, I don't know. The the property it was it was they were too ambitious or not ambitious enough, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, or somewhere, yeah. And then we meet a Kilowog which is a uh, old MCD, and he yep. helps train Hal. And the objects uh, his ring creates are only as strong as your will. Otherwise, they will, you know, the uh, objects will break or be destroyed. Yeah. So Sinestro shows up. He's got some doubts about Hal's character, and as a human, they have a sword fight. Just like of all the things you can imagine, you pick a sword. Yeah. Uh, but Sinestro easily beats him says, I sense a lot of fear in you. And he says, Abin Sir was my friend, and you insult him by wearing his ring. And then Hal's <laughs> like, you know what, he's right, and heads back to Earth. Okay. And then roll credits, that's the movie. That'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, back with Hammond, he's teaching class, and he's developed psychic powers. He uses them to, like, launch one of the students around who was thinking, he's like, this guy's a loser and a freak. And then he just shoots him out of his desk. And then uh, Sinestro meets with the Guardians. And they con he's like, you know, I got an idea. What if 
What if we use the fear? We got all this fear energy. What if we use that to fight fear with fear? And uh, could give us an extra boost. And, uh, Guardians are like, you know, one of us tried to do that before. And his name, you guessed it, oh, Parallax. So Parallax <laughs> used to be a Guardian and uh, tried to do what Sinestro is proposing and then turn himself into Parallax. And Sinestro's like, ah, no, I think this is a good plan. So yeah. Keep that in mind for my end sure. credit rant. Absolutely, yeah. So Hal attends a big banquet where he meets Hammond, and they kind of talk a little bit and don't really say much, like, oh, this guy sucks. They're just, yeah. like, friendly and, with each other. But Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> he's like, hey, your dad, didn't he, like, kill your mom or, like, not kill your mom and spend a bunch of time in jail and... You know, crawl through 500 yards of shit or whatever. He's like, yeah, that was me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but no, they don't seem all that hostile towards each other. I don't know. No. But uh, the, their conversation lasted like literally 30 seconds. So then yeah. uh, Carol's dad shows up. He's the guy that owns all this big company. And uh, he's like... He's he's he chose or Hammond's you know like oh thank you for putting me on this big project and because of his psychic ability he learns that oh he's really only on this project because of his father and not his own abilities yeah so which to be fair it's like you're a science teacher I mean that's uh <laughs> yeah but that explains that uh that quote unquote plot hole from earlier yeah I guess but still like nepotism should not get you like you're a science teacher here's a government contract for aliens <laughs> whatever anyway uh carol's dad goes to leave in a helicopter but uh you know hammond gets it to crash but hal turns into green lantern he puts the wrecked helicopter as it's falling in a race car and puts it on like this race track like a hot wheels track which uh, he was kind of playing with his nephew's Hot Wheel track from the beginning. Uh, oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So, I don't know. That was kind of fun. And and that's kind of where the fun ends with the, the ring. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, he puts it around this Hot Wheels track. Maybe wouldn't it – I might have not started with the Hot Wheels track, but it was something. Uh, meanwhile, later that night, uh, Hammond's head is growing really big. To the point where he will need a wheelchair because it's too big to walk around. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, oh man, my boy's got a six head. It's kind of like Ken Griffey Jr. in that, uh, Simpsons episode. Yeah. It's Ken Griffey Jr. He keeps drinking the tonic and his head gets really big. It's kind of like me with my comb over. Yeah, that too. <laughs> don't, so, don't be so quick to agree. All right. Well, Hal's friend shows up. And he knows Hal's the Green Lantern because he gave him a ride after the whole dead alien fiasco. And then, uh... <laughs> so yeah, he knows Hal is uh, Green Lantern because of the whole dead alien fiasco. Yeah. And uh, he's like, "All right, I'm going to turn into Green Lantern. Watch this." And then he doesn't. And he's like, "Oh, my ring. I think I need to charge it." And then he pushes it against the lantern, and he charges it. Then he turns it to Green Lantern. It's like, oh, thank God we included that. 
Yes, thank God we created and then immediately resolved a new conflict. <laughs> and uh, I remember this when he, he... I remember this... Oh, I didn't do history of the movie. I saw it once in theater and uh, regretted it. Never but seen it once. I remember this scene from the trailer because it's uh, he puts on the suit and he's like, I know, right? And that was a scene from the trailer. And I remember watching the trailer... I still don't know why I went to see the movie. That should have been a, a giveaway, but yeah, it was like Ryan Reynolds is like bragging, like this suit, like I know, right? Look how cool it is, and it's like that looks garbage. And I thought that in 2011. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, Green Lantern then shows up to Carol's. Uh, I did like this scene because we always bitch about, uh, you know being able to recognize superheroes with a mask yeah, on. And uh, he shows up, and she's like, Hal? He's like, how'd you know it was me? He's like, I've seen you naked. Do you think I wouldn't be able to recognize you because I can't see your cheekbones? <laughs> so I like that. Yeah, that was good. I mean, the mask is like, it's nothing. So like, why Hal thought that this would protect him i don't know dude but... it's a hamburglar mask there's no <laughs> essentially yeah there, there's no disguise there well he thought there was why didn't he just imagine a mask and put it around his head yeah yeah why don't any of the green lantern corpse yeah imagine a full-blown mask you know come on now well meanwhile hammond's new powers are found out and he's arrested by amanda and uh, Carol's dad, or sorry, his dad, Hammond's dad. Uh, they're like, we're gonna... yes, yeah. They're like, we're gonna find a cure for you, and he fights. It's for your own good, and he fights back and overpowers them, and he burns his dad alive with these, um, what flamethrowers or whatever. That was weird. And then just Green Lantern just shows up, and it's like, oh. I'm glad he knew this was all going down and where to go because uh, they must have missed that scene. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. And then Hammond touches Hal and uses his fear to cripple him. And then Hammond uses his this chance. Oh, this where he killed his dad. And then uh, so then Green Lantern pushes his ring into Hammond, so he touches him and it stops him. And then Hammond just yells and then runs away. I didn't. I just wrote down what happened. Don't. He's like on his knees, yelling like ah, and then runs off. Oh, okay. That's. Don't shoot the messenger. Uh, Hal then meets with Carol again, <laughs> tells her about Parallax, and he admits that he is afraid. And Hal shows up to the Guardians and tells them he knows that they're afraid. And they're like, where are us? We can't be afraid. That's the one thing a Green Lantern can be. <laughs> but then Hal's like, listen, just because you're afraid doesn't mean you're weak. You just don't give in to fear. You fight it. And Hal says, let me fight Parallax. And Sinestro's like, there's no way you can succeed and you will die. And Hal says, well, then I'll die trying. So, okay. So Green Lantern cue finds... The, cue the fifth. Cue the what? <laughs> 50 cent. Oh, yeah. Get rich or die trying. Yeah. Exactly. So, Green Lantern finds Hammond at an aircraft hangar. He's got Carol floating in midair with a syringe of fear thing next to her neck. He's Hammond's yep, like, I've loved funny. her ever since I saw her. Like, 
What? When did that happen? Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, you guys like shared one pleasantry earlier in the movie. That's it. Yeah, this movie just says things like you're supposed to know what they mean. <laughs> it's like, have you ever had like a dinner, like 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 a friend of yours invites you to dinner with like a bunch of his friends and you don't know any of them? It's like if they're yeah. telling inside jokes. You're like, oh, all right. It's like, it makes sense to them. But it's like, as the audience, I don't know that Hammond loved Carol. Why? When? Yeah, you didn't tell me this, and that's your job. Yeah, I didn't know that Hal and Carol had history. I mean, they do, but, like, it's not talked about. It's like, oh, I've seen you naked. Okay. It's only ever implied, yeah. Was it because they're both pilots and they were in the locker room, or did they have sex? I don't know. Like, she seems kind of put off by his advances towards her in the start of the movie, so I don't know. Anyway, House tells Hammond that uh, he knows what it's like to be afraid and live in the shadow of your father, and House says, let her go and you can have the ring. And Hammond agrees, but Hammond won't bring her down. He's like, oh, I lied. House's like, oh, I lied too. And the way it works is you have to be chosen, and the ring backfires on Hammond. So, okay. That line was so cringe. It was. Yeah. <laughs> and then Parallax shows up and uh, tells Hammond, you failed me, and sucks the life from him. So that was his second line. Yeah. So, nice work. So Hammond's dead. <laughs> Our secondary yeah. villain. R.I.P. to a real one. And then Parallax grabs Hal, starts to kill him. But Carol fires the missile of one of the planes at Parallax and hits him. And uh, he gets his ring back from Hammond. Paral- uh, he, Green Lantern and Parallax fight around the city. Does some other stuff with, like, shooting missiles at him with his ring. And it's okay, but, you know, we've we've kind of already missed the boat on what the Green Lantern could be as far as, like, cool, fun, innovative things to do with the ring. Yeah. Um. But then they, they choose to take the fight into space, and Green Lantern gets Parallax close to the sun. The sun's gravity starts to pull them both in. Uh, Green Lantern attaches two jets to him to pull him away, because um, apparently two jets is strong enough to the sun's gravity. But I guess if it's weird, I guess if your will is strong, it's fine. Sure. Yeah. Then the Green Lantern uses a giant fist to punch Parallax into the sun, and... Uh, Green Lantern falls too, but uh, Sinestro, 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 <laughs> Tomer, Ray, and Kilowog save him. Specifically Sinestro. Remember that too. Yes. So back on the Green Lantern planet, Oa, Sinestro gives his endorsement of Hal. Remember that too. He says, it "Seems Abinser found someone just like himself." And uh, they all celebrate. Remember that, too? Yep. Back on Earth, Hal talks to Carol and says, uh, You know, my new job will require me to be far away for a while. I'm going to go look for trouble. And I'm thinking, wait, isn't your realm to protect Earth? Like, why are you leaving? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we need you for Justice League. Where did you go? But he's gone. And roll credits. But wait, we get a mid credit scene. We see Sinestro. Um, apparently they did forge that yellow ring after all. And he switches from the green ring to the yellow ring. His outfit turns yellow. 
And, uh, you know, I haven't done one of these in a while because we haven't had a ton to complain about. But we don't complain. We only offer solutions. But uh, this this was this made no sense. OK. Yeah. He he just saved Green Lantern from the sun. It was his ring that grabbed uh, Ryan Reynolds. I made sure to look because I knew this end credit scene was coming. Then he gives the ringing, and he's like, you were right, uh, you know, you were able to do this, whatever, and you are worthy. So he gives his endorsement of Hal Jordan. Then he, you know, everybody cheers, and he realizes that, you know what, the green, his plan wasn't, his plan didn't work, and Hal's did, and everybody's happy. And then he just decides, mm, I'm still going to turn heel. <laughs> Like, it made no sense whatsoever what they should have done. I mean, there's a lot. I, there, there's so much I would retool with this movie. But if I was just going to focus on this, I would have said, okay, have him say, yes, we're going to do the yellow energy. And it's like, you know, we've we've deprived ourselves of this yellow energy. You know, we just haven't mastered it yet. You know, if we could... The yellow energy and the green energy could be pretty strong. And everybody's like, no, Sinestro, that's a stupid idea. You're crazy. And he's like, no, I'm right. And then Hal, you know, he does what he does and kills Parallax. And Sinestro could be like, well, you know, my plane was still good, too. And this guy, he's he just got lucky. He's not really worthy. And Hal could have been like, oh, I told you, Sinestro. And he's like, they're just like, oh, don't mind him. He's just jealous. And... Then he could have switched to the yellow ring. And he could be like, you know, my plan still would have worked, and I'm going to do this yellow ring anyway. Anyway, that's what I would have done. That's just what I came up with, mostly off the top of my head. And instead the movie was like, yay, the guy that doubted you the most, he finally believes in you, and he saved you. And then he turned heel. Why? I don't get it. Terrible, terrible end credit scene. Probably the worst that we will review. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely up there. Um, I guess it's time to grade this movie. Um, yeah, it is. There's so much wrong with this. The first hour really dragged on. Um, I'll give this a 3 out of 10. I mean, three the pacing. 3 out of 10, yeah. yeah the, the pacing, the CGI, everything. The whole... Sinestro, Hal Jordan thing, like, yeah, I'll give this a three out of ten. Yeah, I, for whatever reason, before I watched this, I was like, you know, I wonder if this movie is going to be as bad as I remember. Like, surely not, you know. But no, it was the CGI. I was like, what if I just overlooked the CGI? And as bad yeah. as the CGI was, it's like. Nah, the plot still isn't there either. It's, uh... I mean, look, we're still in the blockbuster age, the era. Yes. This is still a mainstream movie, it just didn't do well. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I gotta go with the three as well. I mean, it's... it's The the property and everything is good, and there's potential there for a really fun movie, but they just didn't do it at all, and, uh... I would be interested in another Green Lantern movie, but made by different people. That'd be fine. Score yeah. Tommy. Double three. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe Zack Snyder should direct a Green Lantern film. Maybe, maybe. But, uh, I'm, joking. The, I'm, 
I don't think that'd be ideal, but I'm I just, mean, just, yeah, not a, we'll, we'll, we'll get, get into why I am not a big Zack Snyder fan. And, uh, it entirely stems from movies we will review on this podcast. Oh, well, can't wait. Well, the Brock, yeah. the blockbusters keep rolling with next week. My goodness. Yeah. Well, we're not actually recording next week. Um, I mean, you're going to hear this, you know, we're not taking a week off. I mean, we, damn it. Okay. Eddie's going on a trip. Yes. So, but we're we three weeks ahead and we'll soon are, be two weeks, which is, uh, preferable. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to use one of our bank episodes for next week. So Eddie can take a trip and, um, it's not going to interrupt this, the release schedule at all, but uh, me and Eddie will both be two weeks older by the next time we uh, convene to uh, record something, rather than one week older. That's all. Yep, and you want to f- fire up Disney Plus again? Mm-hmm. It's Captain America, the first, the first Avenger. Avenger. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. First Avenger. Yes, or you can uh, watch it on Plussy, as the Australians would say, I'm sure. Um, mm, that's or, Chris Hemsworth, but which, or, by the way, his his new Thor trailer dropped today. I heard about that. Also, is he Australian or New Zealander? I think he's Australian. <laughs> See, the fact that like I can like create a seed of a doubt just by acting asking a question tells me you don't know. Uh, yes, he is Australian. Yeah. Pretty sure that was the case. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Between okay, I have a real bad problem with uh, mixing up New Zealanders and Australians. Myself. No. I don't um, know. That uh, makes me a bad guy. But I will give you a hint. Aust- yeah. Australians. Uh, uh, Nathan Jones is an Australian, but Switchblade okay. Jay White is a New Zealander. So that, that doesn't help. help. That doesn't help me at all. Mm. Just be like, this guy's a New Zealander. This guy's an Australian. Okay. Well. All right. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Oh my goodness. Let's uh, see here. How was, oh, how, yeah. how was Nathan Jones never in any of these superhero movies? He's tall. Uh, I feel like. I mean, I could be wrong. I feel like he's been like a henchman in a movie or something. Like, that we've covered, surely. I know he's done movies, but... Oh, he uh, was in Fury Road. He was in Fury Road. Well, we're not reviewing that. I know. He was in Mortal Kombat. Did we not review Mortal Kombat? No. It's not a superhero movie. It's a video game did, movie. No, but did we not do that on, like, like the, the side, like, the Hardly Heroes or whatever? Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, he was Rico as uh, like just some throwaway character. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Looks like he was in a Never Back Down sequel. Oh, my God. Um, mm-hmm. 2011 Conan the Barbarian. Why do I not remember this? Because uh, it didn't have Arnold. Mm-hmm. Hey, he was in The Condemned with Stone Cold. Oh, Condemned is so good. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it really messing with me? You never seen the Condemned? No. Oh, it's fun. I've seen the Condemned Two with Randy Orton. That's not fun. 
Oh my gosh, dude. All right. Um, now, Condemned is uh, it's not a good movie, but it's like yeah. it's fun. It's yeah. like uh, you know, Fortnite. Yeah. I feel like one of these days, once we're caught up to the the hero cast, and we have you know nothing to do. We should just go through the WWE films filmography and watch a bunch of bad movies for the occasional ah pretty good film. Yeah, that's something to think about. <laughs> that that is something to think about and then never bring up again. Uh, all right, guys, we've rambled on way too long. We're gonna get out of here, and I'm gonna quote Hal Jordan and uh, also Buzz Lightyear and uh, someone else as well when I say. To infinity and beyond, by the power of Grayskull. <laughs>